This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Mind Love Premium, Episode 71. Today's episode is all about quick, actionable tips for empaths. You know, remember I was just telling you about the the goddess power and coming into that. And that's what this card is. You know, so the card is kind of here and attuned. It's hard for very linearly minded people to get this, but it's possible for cards to attune to you and for you to attune to the cards. So when we're having our conversation, they're aligning with you as we're talking and they're aligning with me as well. And so they, they came in synchrony with this power card, which is what I really want to get across to everyone, is that being an empath is challenging, yes. And the goal is to come into your power, which is really a lot of power, and it's a lot of responsibility, but it, it feels good. It's a new day, a new episode, and a new opportunity to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening for the first time, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you always know about new episodes. Plus, it makes you one of my favorite people. Because the more subscribers I have, the more I attract amazing guests to help better serve you. So don't forget to subscribe. Being an empath can sometimes feel like the whole weight of the world is on your shoulders, or maybe even living in your body. If you're new here and you aren't sure what an empath is, I got you. An empath feels the emotions of others, like actually feels them in their bodies. There are different kinds of empaths, so some even feel others' physical pain or sickness, and it's a whole spectrum. The empathy scale basically goes from sociopath to super empath. Sociopaths having little to no empathy to regular people right around the middle, and then the scale of empath toward the other side. I've known that I'm an empath for a few years now, and just understanding that about myself has been life-changing. Before I understood that I was actually feeling the emotions of others, I thought those emotions were my own, which is saying that I thought my emotions were all over the place. I was trying to find root causes for feelings that weren't even mine, so I'd either falsely attribute them to something and then create a whole story around it and make it my own, or I'd just feel out of control and a little unstable. Some little everyday examples of that would be, like my husband would be frustrated about something at work, and before either of us knew what was happening, I'd be frustrated at him for no good reason. But the human mind doesn't want to feel crazy, so it will look for reasons and find them pretty quickly. Or a friend would grieve to me, and I'd feel like a dark cloud was over me for days. But once I had the information that I was an empath, I was able to detach from the emotions a little bit. But I still had to learn to manage my sensitivities so I wasn't dragged into the emotional storm of anyone I came into contact with. The hard part is... When you're in that emotional storm, it can be really hard to detach because you're already feeling it. I am really thankful that my husband has taken the time to understand what an empath is because he's very helpful in these moments. Example, last week I was coaching one of my family members through something. 
It was one of those calls that I just felt in my element, like in my light, just sharing with her some of the things that have helped me change my life. Well, then I got another call from a family member that was venting about a bunch of things. I actually had to say, hey, I was in a totally different headspace, and so all of this is feeling a little out of alignment for me right now, kind of like friction, so I can't be your sounding board right now. I gotta go. Well, because I stayed aware and set boundaries, I didn't even realize how much I had already absorbed. So I went to my husband's office and he said one thing that I could take the wrong way and I sort of snapped back. So he got quiet and just let me talk. And I ended up telling him about both calls and he was like, oh, so you're still carrying that second call. And I was like, oh yeah, obviously I am. (laughs) So I took some time alone to work with the tools. And those tools are what we're going to be pulling out in this episode. And our guest is Dr. Judith Orloff. She's been on the show before, back in episode 102. And she's pretty much the go-to source for empaths. She wrote the Empath Survival Guide, among others. And now she has a deck of quick, actionable cards to pull for empaths that I've been playing around with for a while. Today, we're basically diving into all of the tools, but if you're starting out as an empath and this information is new to you, I highly recommend you go back and check out episode 102 as well. Both episodes are super helpful, but that one will help you learn more about yourself, the type of empath you might be, and some of the basics. Today, three key things we will learn are how to be a comfort to yourself, how water affects empaths, and what the cosmic wink is and how we recognize it. But before we get into all the juice of the episode, I want to invite you to wake up to the Morning Mind Love. The Morning Mind Love is a almost daily email. You get an email every weekday morning that just helps you wake up to your higher self. And guess what? There are tons of amazing tips for empaths because a lot of the tools for being an empath is just bringing more awareness and learning to protect your energy, which the Morning Mind Love has all of that. Plus, you get some great free gifts like a free 30-minute binaural meditation and some printables to help you with your own self-growth. So sign up right on the homepage of mindlove.com. We're all here just trying to live our best lives, right? And while you're here listening to a podcast, you might feel like you're on the right track, but then you visit family or you have a work deadline or something unexpected comes up and you're all stressed out and it feels like all the work is out the window. That's why it's so important to consciously curate what you can control, like who you surround yourself with, what you watch, what you listen to. So I'm going to add another podcast to your toolbox, The Dr. John Deloney Show. He has a PhD in counseling and has been sitting with hurting people for 20 years. He shares practical advice for everything from how to connect with people, how to face depression, overcome anxiety, and learn just what it means to be well. But what's really cool about his show is you can even leave a voicemail or send an email and he'll address your topic or question about mental or emotional help on the show. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney show is here for you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on the website. And now let's welcome Dr. Judith Orloff back to the show. Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you? Well, it's so good to see you again. Since we met last time, when we first met last time, I I, I was kind of a baby empath. I I was just realizing that I was an empath and I had uh, a really difficult time using 
any tools in order to support myself or really understand what was happening. It was, it was, I kept having to remind myself, like, maybe this emotion isn't mine or maybe I'm picking up too much. Like, maybe I need to do these other things to self-soothe or to reset. And, but it was not my default yet. And now (laughs) I can say that I am much better at it. But this year has been such a, an interesting year for me because I've also had a baby and it's a whole new level of just like something being in my space, (laughs) sensory overload and, and simultaneously loving him so much. And also being like, I I think mommy just needs her body back right now. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Um, And we went into a lot of the basics of many amazing tools that have helped me from your other book, Empath Survival Guide. And so I will send listeners to episode 102 if you want all of the basics, if you haven't learned about this yet. And today we're going to be focusing on a lot of the tools that we use uh, because you have this amazing card deck that I was sent called the Empaths Empowerment Deck. So I am keeping these on my kitchen table to help me through my new motherhood journey. So First, just to recap for the people who haven't heard the episode 102 yet, give us a brief introduction about yourself and how you came to understand being an empath yourself. Well, I'm a psychiatrist with 14 years of medical training. I'm also an empath. And so I combine my traditional medical skills with my empathic intuitive abilities. And it's a very natural marriage of of different perceptual abilities. And so I, I have a private practice where I see patients who are, you know, a lot of them are empaths and highly sensitive and how to cope. And um, I was brought up by two physician parents. I have 25 physicians in my family and I was an empathic child and nobody supported that in me. So I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought I belonged in another planet. I didn't relate to other humans very much. I loved animals, I loved trees, I loved the the moon and the stars, and I always had one best friend, like many empaths do, but I didn't have the support. So through my own journey of coming to embrace my abilities, my empathic abilities, as well as my linear scientific abilities, I've had a chance to integrate all this in myself so that I can use them all, and that's the whole point of this. You don't want to cut out any aspect of yourself and so I, now I help other empaths uh, or help them awaken if they don't know if they're an empath. And awakening as an empath, is a, your whole life will change because so much of what you experience in life will suddenly make sense to you, like you were describing. And then you have a new challenge, like motherhood. And then, you know, how do I apply these basic tools to motherhood? So I've integrated it all into my own life, my practice, my workshops, my courses, and I just want to help empaths awaken to be able to honor their sensitivities, to use it, to help themselves, to help others, to help the world. Now, because we want our hearts to be open, but we don't want to be squashed by all the sensory overload and negative energy and, you know, be drained all the time like so many empaths are who don't have tools. So in the Empath Survival Guide and in Thriving as an Empath, I gave basic tools on, you know, what do you do if you're an empath? Number one, how do you diagnose yourself? There's a self-assessment test. And then, you know, how, what strategies do you use not to absorb the stress or negative energy of other people? And now I've had the delightful experience of creating the empath empowerment cards 
And I've always been attracted to cards since I've been little. I've loved the tarot. I've loved oracle cards. I just love cards. And so I wanted to create these cards for empaths to give quick intuitive guidance. If you have an issue that you need guidance on, you ask it the, car, the card deck a question, and then you spread it out, and then you pick a card. Let your hand intuitively be drawn to a card. You pick a card, and you get an answer. And that's your answer. And you don't argue with the answer. You don't pick another card because you don't like the answer. You work with that card. And it's just so amazing. I use the cards in my own life. I have them out on my living room table every day. And they're there. And I, I just turn to them for guidance. And it's quick. It's, it's learning how to tap into your intuition as an empath in a very quick way. As long as your mind doesn't say, you know, to talk you out of it. I have found that using cards, I am less likely to talk myself out of what comes to me because it's like, oh, it's this physical thing. Whereas if something pops into my mind, it's especially in the beginning of learning to trust your intuition. You're like, well, it just popped into my mind. I'm used to things popping up into my mind. Why does this one have meaning and the other ones don't? <laughs> Whatever it is. And so, and also I say on this show all the time that healing and growth is more about, it's not about finding this place of like just happiness the whole time or being okay the whole time. It's about having tools for when things do come up. And so this is a great tool to just have on hand, especially when you have all of these different things that you learn from this podcast or from other things that you're reading in your mind. Sometimes they don't pop up when you need them, when you're in crisis mode, when you're overwhelmed. And so to have something just solid next to you, physical that you can touch on and read is really, really helpful. But I'm curious, when you see a new patient that does not know if they're an empath or not, that ne has never even heard of that word, what are your cues that says, oh, this person is probably an empath, so I'm going to teach them about that versus somebody who might not have the, the same kind of empathic things and might just be struggling with depression or any other emotional overwhelm? Right, right. Well, that's a great question. And no, the signature of an empath is that they tend to be emotional sponges and they tend to absorb the energy of other people, the actual physical locations or nature or whatever into their own bodies. And so they're constantly absorbing, whereas people who are non-empaths do not absorb in the same way. They just don't. They don't take it on into their bodies. We're creatures of our bodies and subtle energies. We pick up the subtle energies people give off. You know, even if they don't say anything, you can feel the energy coming from their heart or their solar plexus or their emotions. You, you feel everything. They don't have to say anything because it's invisible. The subtle energy world is invisible, but that's okay to empath them because you could feel it. But anyway, so I, I listen to them and I see if they're absorbing other people's energy. I see if they're exhausted. Does empaths tend to present with exhaustion? or anxiety that they haven't been able to get a hold of because they don't realize they're taking on a lot from other people and they don't know how to differentiate what's mine, what's somebody else's, or if they tend to overgive or overhelp and are always helping other people at the expense of their own selves so they're depleted. So I look for those kinds of things. And then if I suspect somebody's an empath, I'll give them the 20 question self-assessment test in the beginning of the empath survival guide so they can just diagnose themselves. It's not rocket science to diagnose if you're an empath. 
It really isn't. It's it's very. We have so much in common. All of these empaths of, of us empaths have so much in common. You know, we've been called quote overly sensitive all our lives. We're overwhelmed by noise, smells, and excessive talking. We like alone time. We like to you know come home and be alone or, or in quiet when we're in sensory overload when too much is coming at us too fast we feel sick and in pain and say things we regret and you, know, you have to learn how to work with these states so you don't you know you don't succumb to them and the the pluses of being an empath are we're incredibly intuitive and loving and have an open heart and care about others sometimes have a hard time setting boundaries. Some empaths are dream empaths, or they have dream information come through in the, in the nighttime that will guide them. Some are plant empaths, empaths who relate to the green growing things and can commune with them. Some are animal empaths who know how to communicate with animals and feel almost like that's their primary relationship because they feel so connected to animals and creatures and all the wild Thing. So empaths have different specialties, let's say, or different affinities. Then there are intuitive empaths who have very strong intuition about things where you get knowings and sometimes premonitions, you know, about the future. You know, or you can be a physical empath. You know, that's, I think, one of the hardest kinds of empaths where you take things on in your body and you get physical aches and pains and symptoms. You know, I happen to be a physical empath and it's a lot to deal with because my body is always somaticized. I'd always taken things on in my body. And, you know, the, the key is to keep centered and breathe it out and catch it when it happens and just keep the energy moving rather than have things build up. Because many people who are physical empaths and don't know that they get have a bunch of symptoms all the time, mystery symptoms. They'll go to doctors and be worked up, million-dollar workup, and never get to the bottom of it because they don't, they're not getting that the person's an empath. As if most empaths go misdiagnosed, which is the problem. So that's why I wanted to write the Empath Survival Guide and have that 20-question self-assessment test for you to take on your own. It will become obvious to you if you're an empath. And you'll either be a full-fledged empath, a moderate empath, slight empath. So you'll be able to gauge where you are on the scale. But it's important for you to know this. And if you're not an empath, that's fine, too. Now, it's not better or worse. It's just for those who are empaths, you absolutely need to know this. You have to understand how you perceive the world energetically, intuitively, creatively, relationships, you know, motherhood. You know, how do you be a centered mother who can practice self-care and, and manage to the, find the miracle of that in the midst of a, having a young child around how do you do that now these are the real life and we could talk about it and we could you could draw a card if you want we can show everybody how the deck works you know in terms of getting quick guidance empaths who want quick guidance the cards are for you i have gone through a journey in just understanding myself as an empath and what I've also been unraveling is that 
for most of my 20s, I was medicated. I was on uh, ADHD medication. There was a time I was on depression medication. And so when I decided to get off of those, all of a sudden everything was so overwhelming because I had been numbing a lot of my sensitivities beforehand. (laughs) And so then I was like, oh my gosh, why is life crazy? And then even in the last year, I just decided to cut out drinking altogether. And so I'm feeling so much more and everything, every new step that I'm doing, I'm having to sort of relearn this this last step of cutting out drinking was not as intense as the cutting out medication uh, because I already knew that there was going to be some hiccups I already knew it was going to be overwhelming at first and I knew why whereas before I was like I'm not on this stuff the world is just too much but I didn't even see myself as an empath so I'm on a journey with this I'm still really learning to harness my sensitivities and sharing with people as I go but I would love to grab a card and just see how this works with you here as a assistant. So I've been handling the cards to kind of get my energy on them. <laughs> a specific question. The way to use the cards is just ask one specific question and then spread the cards out and let your hand intuitively move towards the card. Don't think about it and just pick it. Okay. So the question I think I'm going to ask is, this is a, a very intense week for me. I'm trying to wean my baby off of all the night feedings because he's waking up all the time to feed. And so I'm going to be exhausted. And I just need to know how to best show up for myself this week because it's going to be a very intense <laughs> week for me. Okay, great question. Okay. Appreciate the beauty of the moon. To calm and center yourself or to simply experience awe, gaze at the moon tonight, absorb the purity of her energy and sublime presence. Wow, the moon is feminine energy. What that says to me is that will feed you through this week. If you look at the moon, it will infuse you more with the deep feminine energy as as you make this change in in motherhood and in the relationship with your child. I love that. Take, do you know how to take in the energy of the moon? I would love some guidance. I have some ideas, but it, I am kind of in awe of the synchronicity of that where I'm basically saying I'm going to have to wake up in the middle of the night over and over again. <laughs> what do I do? And it's like, look at the moon. So it's okay. so synchronistic. How, how is the best way to kind of harness that, that moon energy? Do you have a window near where your child is? I do, yes. And um, what direction does it look? If I recall correctly, I see the moon from that window. So, yeah, just last week I pointed at it with, with my husband. I was like, look how big the moon is. So that's going to be perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, the moon is – look at how big the moon is. It's fine. But I want you to take a deep breath, slow it down, hold your baby, and look at the moon and breathe in the energy of the moon. Like see it with your eyes. Breathe it in, don't, and slowly, slowly, and hold your baby in the moonlight. Okay. okay. It will be very calming for both of you, and to do it periodically, keep doing it whenever you wake up, if the moon's still there. The moon, of course, rises and falls, but, you know, you, you try and um, do as much as possible with the moon, and that will calm you throughout the night as you make this transition. Is that a tip that's helpful for everyone or is there something specific about the moon that is extra powerful for empaths uh well there's something about the moon that's extra powerful for you in this week that's why you picked it (laughs) perfect (laughs) 
because uh, uh, it's your if you're going to be up at night what can you do at night you know the moon natural nature <laughs> see it's what these cards help you do is connect to the natural flow of things your body nature life relationships depending on what you need some of these cards are more relationship oriented like stop trying to fix people you see, so that that's you didn't get one of those. You got what was appropriate for your situation, which is up at night, making a change, feminine energy, and there's the moon. It's perfect. So I picked one yesterday when I was feeling kind of overwhelmed. And it's it just said to honor your sensitivities. And I'm curious, can you elaborate on what it means to honor your sensitivities? Because I feel like as an empath, that does come up a lot and we do focus a lot at least the empaths I talk to when I'm sharing what it means to be an empath and people are like, that sounds like me. This is terrible. And it's just so easy to focus on um, the difficult parts of having some sensitivities. So what does it mean to you to honor your sensitivities? Well, do you want me to answer you specifically about your situation? Yeah, that would be great. What was overwhelming you in life? I felt, you know, trying to balance a business and be a um, full-time mom. And also we had COVID two weeks ago and I took a break for the holidays. And so there was a period of time uh, the last few weeks where I've just been like, how am I going to get everything done? And it's starting to get better as I actually check things off of the to-do list, but there's still a very overwhelming to-do list in front of me. And that's all fine and good. I have been managing to-do lists for a lot of my life, but then when I have a baby that all of a sudden it's naps, he's not napping on schedule and all this stuff, then I, I will plan this little window, like I'm going to do this, and then my baby cries instead. And I've just had a very overwhelming time of handling my schedule the last few weeks. Well, honoring your sensitivities in, in that respect means doing something to, to self-care in terms of nourishing yourself, taking a pause, the sacred pause to calm down, something to calm it down um, is to honor yourself a little bit more than what you've been doing. I know you're trying to juggle everything, but yeah. apart from juggling everything, it's you like the river, you know, if you could get near a river or you could get near a body of water too, you know, that would, honor your sensitivities, honor something that you love, that you're sensitive around, that you love to vibe with, you know, that it's, it's giving yourself that in the midst of everything you just listed. I just did a walk this morning to the lake. I live about a half a mile from a lake. So uh, I'm on track with that. When, if there was a listener that has this card deck and they pull a card and they're trying to elaborate on the meaning of the card for themselves, what do you recommend their process is for that? Would they just sit in stillness and see what comes to them? Or, or how do you guide people through using the cards? And now for another episode of Lies We've Been Told About Our Health. We've all heard we need eight glasses of water a day, right? Well, hydration isn't actually about water intake. It's about the balance of water and electrolytes so that our bodies are actually absorbing the water instead of just passing it through. A lot of people go for those sugary sports drinks, but let's be real, those do more harm than good. I've found a better solution. Element. 
It's a zero-sugar electrolyte drink that's all about effective hydration. Each pack gives you essential electrolytes like sodium and potassium without the unnecessary additives found in other drinks. The team behind Element includes experts in biochemistry and nutrition, so they really know what they're doing. And it's not just for everyday use either. Elite athletes and teams, Olympic weightlifters, CrossFit champions, Navy SEALs, all rely on it too, which to me says a lot about its effectiveness. Here's what makes them really unique. They recently launched a hot chocolate line with flavors like chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. Ever since I went alcohol-free, I've been really intentional about luxurious, health-focused drinks so I can sit back and unwind while actually doing good for my body. And the Element Chocolate Chai is great for relaxing in the evening or warming up after winter sports. And you can try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you'll get your money back. No questions asked. Receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through drinkelement.com slash mindlove. That's drinklmnt.com slash mindlove to get a free starter pack with any order. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I really need to get something off my chest. Being a mom of a three-year-old boy is really freaking hard, and sometimes it has me questioning my sanity. But then he'll grab my face and call me his sweet little mama. Yes, that's a real thing he says, <laughs> and it will all melt away until I break his banana. I thought I was done with emotionally abusive relationships, but nope. We all carry around stressors, big and small, and when we keep them all bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For me, just talking things through is hugely helpful, but it's so hard finding friends and family that are unbiased or non-judgmental. And therapy isn't just about dealing with major trauma, you know? It's about learning healthy coping mechanisms, setting boundaries, becoming the best version of yourself. And BetterHelp makes it super convenient, too. Everything's done online so you can fit therapy sessions around your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MindLove today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MindLove. I'm constantly sharing with my clients to stop searching in life and instead start aligning. It's true with purpose, with relationships, with higher versions of yourself, and it's also true for hiring. The best way to search is actually just to match with Indeed. Indeed is your one-stop hiring platform with millions of job seekers visiting every month, and their powerful matching engine helps you find quality candidates fast. Plus, Indeed lets you schedule interviews, screen applicants, and message candidates all in one place. But Indeed isn't just about speed. They also deliver quality. According to a recent Indeed survey, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. I love Indeed because it makes hiring so much easier. I'm all about alignment in all areas of my life, and that includes people I hire to work in my business. So I need a hiring partner that makes it simple to find candidates with the right skills. And that's Indeed. And what's really cool is Indeed's matching engine gets smarter the more you use it, learning from your preferences and over 140 million qualifications. Plus, I love that I can do all my hiring in one place. It's just one less thing to keep track of between all all of the other things. So join over 3.5 million businesses worldwide who rely on Indeed to find great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash MindLove. Just go to Indeed.com slash MindLove right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash MindLove. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
How do you guide people through using the cards? For everyone listening, I'd like you to maybe, well, they probably don't have the deck at this point, but if you did have the deck, you know, I would ask you to focus on one question that you would like answering or clarification on. And it could be anything. There's no such thing as a stupid question. It's just whatever question you want to ask is perfect. You know, so don't, if you tend to be self-critical, don't get into that. Just pick a question. Then hold the deck in your hands. You have to establish a relationship with the deck. And a good way to do that is to hold the deck in your hands and just kind of feel them. <laughs> you know, get feel your energy, get your energy in the deck. Then shuffle them and spread them out on a table. It doesn't have to be perfect to spread them out. And then with your question in mind, have your hand reach out to the cards and don't you volitionally move it. Don't do it on purpose. Just let your hand move. Your hand knows what to do. This is an intuitive choice. And then have it go to a card. You touch a card, you pick it up, you look at it, you read it, and you say, how does it apply to my life? All right. It probably will make immediate sense to you and you'll go, oh my God, that makes so much sense. If it doesn't make sense to you, then you can, you know, just take a breath, go into meditation, see the image of the card. These cards have gorgeous visionary images by artist Elena Ray. Gorgeous. I mean, I, I meditate just on the images of these cards. So you can bring the image and, and the words into the cards. Like I just, where is it? Oh, I just pulled appreciate the beauty of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> We're in, in sync. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it works. I mean, you start getting into them. You start synchronizing and magic happens and all kinds of things. If you've never worked with cards before, this is a way to really experience a lot of synchronicity and magic and you can have fun with it. But that's how you work with it. You ask a question, you spread out the you shuffle, spread out the deck, pick the card. And then don't fight with it because sometimes people get answers they might not like. Like... Uh, Oh, well, let me find one. Yeah, most people will like these, but like make peace with uncertainty is one of the cards. You know, you might not want to hear that, make peace with uncertainty. You might want an answer right now, but that's what I mean that don't argue with it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you may want an answer, but this card is saying make peace with uncertainty. So you, you try and accept that. You say, okay, I will try. And then see how that improves your empathic existence. It will. You know, that's the whole point. This is going to improve your life. This isn't going to make anything worse. I promise you. It will only make everything better. But you might not like that. You might think, I want an answer now. I want to know what's happening with my relationship. I want to know what's happening with my health. Well, maybe now's not the time to know that. Maybe now is to make peace with uncertainty. So that, that's how you work with the cards. Well, there's a few that I wrote down because they just meant something to me or I thought that you could add extra wisdom for if people are wanting to learn how to manage their sensitivities more. And so one of them that I, I just loved, it just just pulling it in general gave me good feelings and it was watch for the cosmic wink. And so for somebody out there that doesn't hasn't heard that phrase before, what is the cosmic wink and how would somebody recognize it? <laughs> The cosmic wink, 
Uh, are those situations like deja vu, synchronicities, magical moments that happen that let you know you are in the zone and in tune with the universe? You know, you're walking down the street, you run into a, a person you haven't seen for 10 years, and it's just a reunion with them. You're so happy to see them. And you, you're both, who knows, you both started out that day, you didn't intend to meet, but there you are, the forces brought you together. So that's a, a cosmic wink. You know, anything where you're in the zone with somebody, you meet someone, let's say you're thinking, I, I need to get a job, I need to get this job, I would love to have this job. And then suddenly you're at a restaurant and you hear somebody talking about that very job. And so you want to strike up a conversation to find out what's going on here. I mean, you don't know what's going on until you start investigating all this. The thing you don't want to do is ignore them because you're shy or you and empaths are shy. But still, you know, if you have an opportunity for a cosmic wink, you don't want to ignore it. And one of the cars is the cosmic wink. And can you read what, what it says on the cosmic wink? I can't find it readily. Do you have that is so weird. I had this written down and I literally just opened up the deck and this was the only card that came out was the cosmic wink. Cosmic there is wink. serious magic in this deck. It says, okay, magic comes when spirit winks at us. Stay aware of synchronicities that provide unexpected answers. Positive forces are always at play in your life. Right. Right. So stay in touch with the magic in life. Even though we're going through this very hard time in, in human history, the magic's still there. You know, you just have to keep looking for it. It's all still there. You just don't want to be focusing on all the, you know, challenging things that happen in the world all the time. You want to think about your personal magic. You know, the magic with you and your baby, the magic with you walking to the lake. You know, the magic with picking a card and the magic of breath, the magic you're alive. You know, try to get off the topic of the world for a while, you know, and get back to you. <laughs> yeah, I. what I love about just the idea of little cosmic winks is it starts with your mindset. I mean, sometimes something big will happen or something so synchronistic will happen and it'll kick me back into the mindset. And sometimes I'm feeling down and I'm like, Okay, focus on the magic today. Focus on the good things. Focus on the gratitude. And it's usually when I'm able to do that that I, I see more and more coming at me. But for me, uh, those little cosmic winks are like my sign, like I'm on the right track and it helps me to be more confident in my next step. So like say I have like 10 different job ideas and I have no idea which one I want to do and I'm going to each of these interviews and I don't, I don't even know what I want. It's going to be a whole different experience than if, I was thinking about a specific job. I meet somebody that just happens to have a connection. And I'm like, I am on the right track. I just feel like I go into it so confidently. And so when I have my, my focus on the magic of the universe or just, and sometimes it's not even the focus of the magic. It's just clearing my head of all the worries and just being present. And then in those moments, like, a bird will fly by, which is one of my signs, or I'll look at the clock and it'll say 514, which is my birthday time. But I, every time I see the clock and it says 514, I'm like, okay, I'm on the right track. <laughs> and so it, it helps change my mood, which then, or change my outlook, which then changes my whole experience of what's happening in the world. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's how the cards can facilitate all this. It gets you out of your head and into your intuition quickly. And I mean quickly. It's really amazing. So if you get the Cosmic Wink card, you know, that's a fun card. You get to go out and look at life and 
just be open. You know, just, I, I always suggest to people to roam around a bit, you know, not to have everything be so um, goal oriented. Just go and roam outside and don't know where you're going and see what kind of synchronicities or cosmic winks occur. You know, just give yourself a little spontaneous time so everything's not so planned. So another card that I think is really important is the release critical voices within. When a critical inner voice says, I'm not enough or I'm too sensitive, immediately counter it with this is not true. Focus on loving thoughts instead. So when you pull a card like this, do you find it's best to sort of sit in stillness with it and rewrite those critical thoughts? Or, or what's your process for a card like release your critical voices within? Well, it's usually very specific. If I pick that card, I probably have some criticism going on with myself or a specific person. And so you have to be non-defensive about it and say, okay, what am I criticizing about myself right now? especially, or how am I being critical of a friend or a colleague? And then ask to have that critical voice released. So it's, it's about being honest with yourself. And um, the critical voices is a really interesting card to pull because a lot of those voices for empaths, it might not be their voices. They might be carrying the voices of their parents or their teachers or bullies or someone who told them that they were, quote, overly sensitive and they're crybabies and all the male empaths out there, you know, who have been so tortured by the bullies and, the, you know, that, that happen at school. It's, it's terrible. So the critical voices can be integrated in your own mind. So I invite you all, if you get that card, you know, just to ask yourself, what is one critical voice that perhaps I can have more empathy and compassion within myself and you know, if you were bullied in the schoolyard because you were overly sensitive, you know, you're a beautiful soul. You're not too sensitive. And so that's the critical voice. You're too sensitive, toughen up. You know, the, the new voice is you're perfect just as you are. You're a beautiful, powerful empath. You're not too sensitive. So you can identify what voice, and it's usually good to do one at a time. Don't evaluate all the critical voices you've ever had in your life that's too overwhelming it's just one you know keep it really simple with these card readings just find one critical voice that you can you know be so sweet to yourself about and turn it around because it's not true I love this one uh, I remember one of the very first intentional things I was trying to do to improve my life was back in my early 20s I was uh, suffering from bulimia really badly. I had that for about 10 years. And so I had a lot of body image issues that I needed to work on. And so my default when I'd look in the mirror was to immediately be criticizing myself. And so the first thing I was trying to do was create some sort of self-love or body love. But every time I stood in front of the mirror, my first thought was criticism. And, and so anything I tried to say on top of that, first either felt fake or I would beat myself up because I'm like, why can't I change this voice? And so what I love about the way you just address that is that we're not necessarily expecting that first voice to just be gone just because we're choosing to think about something else. We're instead choosing to challenge it and then to replace it or to, to say a new voice on top of that. And yes, you might still have those critical thoughts, but trust that 
those thoughts don't necessarily have to have any truth. So that's the challenging part of it. And then start to rewire by then saying like, it's okay that you're thinking this, you know, you're used to thinking this. You've been thinking this for a really long time, but we're going to work on this. That's what I did with myself where it's like, you are beautiful as you are. You have been trained, like whatever, whatever it took for me to not also beat myself up for the critical voice, which then you're just sort of compounding it all. So I, I love that card. Yeah, I mean, the point in life is not to put yourself through torture. And so many of us do with negative thoughts and and empaths who don't know their abilities. They think there's something wrong with them, you know, and and they live with this. And so they torture themselves with these ongoing round and round thoughts, obsessive thoughts. And that's okay. But it's okay to have them, actually. But it's part of awakening and healing as an empath is, is to look at it, examine it, realize it's not true. It's never been true. You know, what these people said about your sensitivity is not true. You just believed it because you were a child and you didn't know better. You know, how would you know? How would any of us know if we didn't have the guides that we so need? So you say it's not true and it's okay to let it go. You know, they were just misguided. You know, they just are not able to appreciate sensitivity and they're wrong. They're wrong about me. So what can I say? It's about realizing it's not true, too. That kind of it's mind-blowing, you know, if you believe something all these years and then you realize it's not true. But sometimes it's just not true. And so that's one way of, of helping to release it. I remember talking to somebody who had gone through a coaching program or whatever, So I, and this was before I had ever even talk to a life coach before I had done any of my self-growth. And I was just talking to him about the things I was going through. And I was very much in a victim mindset at that point. And so it was clear when I was talking that I was saying all of these things about the way the world was against me. And I remember he just looked at me and he said, it sounds like you're living in a misunderstanding. And there was something about the way of that word choice that I was like, I'm living in a misunderstanding. I'm misunderstanding the way the world works, the way thoughts work, you know, like it just sort of like blew my mind open with all of these other questions to be able to challenge my situation. The funny thing is, is that so many of the things that we are living our lives as truth Almost everything in the world is subjective. It's why memories can't be trusted. It's why two siblings can experience the exact same moment and they come back and they have different recollections of it because they each have their own mindset while they're experiencing it. And so asking yourself, just, is this true? Most of the time, the answer is going to be no. (laughs) You know, it's not absolute truth. Somebody thinks you're beautiful, even if you think you're ugly. Somebody thinks you're whatever it is. And so understanding that, less that you believe to be true is actually true. Other than the universal truths, everything else can be challenged and then experienced in a different way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also the flip side to you're too sensitive is that empaths must learn to uh, embrace their power and come into their power because you have the power of intuition, you have the power of the heart, you have the power of inner knowledge, you have the power of connection to sentient life and you know, nature and creatures and all the mysteries of the world. And so in terms of, you know, the ancient kind of goddess glamour and powers, you have that. You know, men too, men too. You have that. And so there's an adjustment to coming into that as well. It's not just looking at 
things that aren't true. It's about coming into something. So the cards will help you come into this power as well. And so I just want to balance that out, you know, in terms of what people will get from the cards. So it's essential to deal with the challenges, but it's also essential to come into this kind of mystical power that is yours to own in a humble way. I have an example of that too. I think it was Friday afternoon was the first time I was opening up these cards and I decided to pull one and I was very touched out that day. My baby was being just extra fussy, just wanted to be held the whole time. And so I just sat down and I was like, I need to prepare for this interview. And I opened these up and I grabbed one and it just said, and this piece of wisdom is something I already knew. But the moment that I saw it is when I actually stepped into the power of it. And it says, observe, don't absorb. If you're taking on the stress of others, try observing the situation from a distance. This will increase your energy. And it was so funny because I was sitting at my kitchen table and my baby was crawling rapidly towards me, (laughs) ready to be picked up. And I could feel myself like tensing up because I just needed a minute to myself. And uh, in that moment, I was still just sitting there from an outside perspective, nothing changed, but it's like I flipped on, it's it's like a loving armor. I was all of a sudden able to just sort of detach and realize that this dude's a baby. Of course he's having an emotional breakdown. Why am I carrying this on? I have the logic and the reason and the and the strength to separate this. And so it just it allowed me to move into a different place of, of connection with my child. And instead of taking that on, I was able to just see it from a more objective point of view. Well, I'm glad that you picked that card, observe, don't absorb. And also as a mother to know that you don't have to take on any suffering that he is going through now or will be going through in the future. So it's something to keep in mind as the years go by. I think this is, it's one of those things where, So as I've shared before, I've been making progress in understanding my own empathic abilities. But then I had a baby and it's a whole new level of understanding because it's 24-7 and it's and the cries and, and things can be overwhelming. Thankfully, I have a pretty happy baby, but it still can be a lot. And so I feel like it was just the perfect timing where it's like, okay, Melissa, you're ready for this step. <laughs> but it, it is so true where one thing that I've been also focusing on is co-regulation and realizing like, okay, I'm doing my baby a disservice too if I'm automatically taking on his emotions. What is a healthier way to approach this is to hold firm, like be calm and confident in myself. So when I hold him, he can take on that emotion from me versus the other way around. In one aspect, we're both sort of spiraling. And in the other one, he's learning, okay, this is my mom. She knows how to be a human <laughs> better than I do. She knows how to how to calm down. Can I can I kind of take on her energy instead? So that viewpoint was was helpful for me. There's just something about it might be the empath of me where I'm like I'm not if I'm not just doing this for myself, it's easier for me to do. But maybe that's a, a version of people pleasing. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's one of the exercises in being an empathic mother is learning how to set healthy boundaries. And one of the other cards is release other people's emotions. So your little boy is going to be going through a lot in life now and always. And so it's now is the time to begin to 
learned this lesson now at this young age, set healthy boundaries. I'm not saying it's easy when you have a little baby who's crying, but it's still healthy. You know, so you want to try. And you also, um, another card is release other people's emotions, which is so key for empaths to thrive. All right. So, you know, for you, your learning is, is both the boundaries, the emotions, and how to hold a loving space without taking on everything your little being is going through. You know, how do you do that? See, these are all great exercises to learn. You know, as a mother, it certainly amped up all the, pre- <laughs> all the pressure <laughs> and the sleep deprivation, you know. So, but you look radiant. And I think if you took a little bit more time away from problem solving and into the energy of the moon and the lake, um, it will help you relax a little bit more through this. Well, I'm going to pick one more card to just kind of set the tone and, um, Maybe put the energy out there that this is going to apply to the listener um, as well to set their tone for the day. And I got tap into your spiritual power. Reach out to a power greater than yourself to help solve a dilemma and stay open to its guidance in your life. So can you elaborate on that one? Yeah, given what we were just talking about, about coming into your power, this is, uh, you see, the, the cards here, what we talk about. You know, remember I was just telling you about the the goddess power and coming into that. And that's what this card is. You know, so the card is kind of here and attuned. You know, that's what, you know, it's, it's hard for linear, very linearly minded people to get this. But it's possible for cards to attune to you and for you to attune to the cards. So when we're having our conversation, they're aligning with you as we're talking you know, you're, but, and they're aligning with me as well. And so they, they came in synchrony with this power card, which is what I really want to get across to, to everyone is that being an empath is challenging. Yes. I mean, you're honest and open with all the challenges. It's beautiful to watch you. Thank you. And the goal is to come into your power, which is really a lot of power and it's a lot of um, responsibility, but it, it feels good. You know, it's very empowering and you want to remember, balance the challenges, come into your power. So you got the card. It's so perfect, too. Uh, I love the what you just said about, you know, stop thinking through all the challenges as much as just like absorb the moonlight and, and be near the water. And, and we can use those natural resources to tune our energy as well. And, and I do have that habit often of like trying to think myself out of (laughs) myself out of my problems then I'm always like okay no just go meditate just go be stop thinking and be and usually that that is really helpful especially in my understanding as an empath so thank you for all of the tips that you've brought to this episode all of the wisdom that you've put out in the universe and now especially for this card deck I am needing it more than ever. So for listeners that are interested in learning about you, how to work with you, and all of your amazing resources, where's the best place for them to connect with you? Uh, my website is great, which is www.drjudithorloff.com. And I have an upcoming online course for empaths and sensitives on emotional healing to learn how to deal with different emotions. Each week for seven weeks will be a different emotion. For instance, how to transform fear with courage, 
how to transform anxiety with calm, how to transform frustration with patience. So it'll be a time to focus on specific emotions and as empaths, learning how to work with them specifically. And it starts um, in a couple of weeks. It's on my website. The information is the course with the Shift Network, www.drjudithorlock.com. And these are the empaths empowerment cards, which um, I hope you have a chance to use and empower yourself and have fun with and connect with as an empath, you know, to really, it's a friend, these cards will be a friends to you. So I hope you can use them and, and have them as your guides. All of the links for this episode will be at mindlove.com slash X71. Your challenge for this week is kind of different and kind of fun. What I'm going to do is if you feel like you're an empath and you do not have this card deck, I'm going to pull a card for you. So just come over to Instagram at mindlovemelissa, give me a follow and shoot me a message that you want me to pull a card for you. And we will trust that the universe is doing its work. I might get a lot of messages or I might get a few, but whatever, I am here to handle it. (laughs) So that's your challenge. Come to me on Instagram at mindlovemelissa. I also have a bunch of other episodes for empaths. And if you're interested in those, go to mindlove.com slash empath. If this episode or this podcast is helpful for you, please consider sharing it. You can tap that little share button in the top right-hand corner. You can screenshot, tag Mind Love Melissa and Mind Love Podcast and share on Instagram or just send it directly to a friend who you think it could help. Ways to support the show are by joining Mind Love Premium at mindlove.com slash premium. My premium membership is actually really, really helpful for me to stay independent and to speak from my heart and to not have to worry about anybody else dampening my vibe. So I really am so grateful for all of you Mind Love Premium members. You also get all of the backlog of exclusive episodes as well as some other goodies. So again, that's at mindlove.com slash premium. And that's all for today. So thanks for giving your mind a little love today and I'll see you next time.